Armchair. There's something, I'll say there's something kind of about a kid that's never played baseball. <laughs> we have been hoodwinked, bamboozled, and flat out deceived. Why did you get so drunk? You got drunk. <laughs> I'm just really exhausted. What's in that cup? I'm a coax. Do you have any idea how important you this is? Have trying to save the idea? pump pump. Really, this is you what you're doing? You have what do you want to do tonight? The same thing we do every night. Try to take over the world. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Armchair. YouTube Live. Radio Station. The radio station you can call your own. You're listening to Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. We're here live weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern, WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key, and simulcasting on YouTube.com forward slash at Braves Country. Your first choice for Southern sports. Good afternoon. I'm Mac McGee, and I don't know much, but I know one thing. The interest spit the bit. I'm not really sure what happened there. But MLB, the show, has your Atlanta Braves as the number one team overall going into 2023. Armchair. Let's get it. Community Access Channel. He's the armchair quarterback. He's full of beer and he's full of snacks. He's the All-American man. Yeah, the armchair. Howdy, hi, and how the hell are you? We have college basketball wall-to-wall. Tomorrow, the TPC will get into some of their tea times, some interesting tea times on that one, as that will be live from Sawgrass, or for folks who are not familiar where that is, live from Jacksonville, Florida. And you've got the ACC tournament rolling this morning. Wake Forest got the big W. An unbelievable ending if you missed it. Wake Forest... Had a huge lead on Syracuse, and Syracuse came all the way back to tie the game. Then they took the lead. Then Wake Forest, this kid made an unbelievable 360 shot. I guarantee you it's going to be everybody's highlight the rest of the week. So don't worry. Trust me. You'll see it. He he had an unbelievable 360 shot spinning jump shot in the lane to tie the game for wake Syracuse gets the ball back. They can't score. There's about six or seven seconds left on the clock. And wake forest decides not to call the timeout. They decided to just roll with it. Apple be the, the ACC's number one leading scorer has the ball and he kicks it out to his man wide open at three point range. Didn't need a three only needed one. Bang! Hits the three-pointer literally right at the buzzer. They ended up putting .5 back on the clock, and Wake Forest won the game. Unbelievable game. Your rambling wreck of Georgia Tech in Hotlanta, GA. They are in the ACC tournament after a big win against Florida State yesterday, and they are currently playing. We'll get the score to you here in one second. They just went to commercial, and I want to make sure that I've got the accurate score on that. 
Then you've got Major League Baseball and what's going on with that. Well, today the Atlanta Braves are playing the Dominican Republic team as the World Baseball Classic is getting ready. So they didn't have a real game and they and they if you look at who the Braves put out there, it wasn't their their normal roster. But Dominican Republic leads at nine to nothing, and you would expect that these are the best of the best. We'll get into the box score here in one second. And last night we did the game Braves versus Red Sox here on Braves Country HD. And you're going to look at the score and see that, that Atlanta lost the game by a total of seven to two was the original C ended up being 10 to two, three more runs put on in the, in the ninth inning. And it was seven to two heading into that. They started pulling all their starters ah around the seventh inning. And that's the bad part of it. The good part, if you want to take away from it, it's Jared Schuster. who's 24 years old, left-hander. He looked good. He looked really good. And he looked good enough to where you can understand now why Moeller was on the trading block because they can lean on him on some starts later in the season, if need be. Three innings, four strikeouts, one walk, no hits allowed, and no runs allowed. Eddie Chavez came in and got pounded but I felt like he was just out there to throw fastballs. He didn't really do anything else. And once again, he moves, he moves lightning fast with this new pitch clock rule. And I don't know if you'll see him slow it down when the season begins or not, but he's a veteran. I kind of trust on, on what he's doing and he'll get it figured out, but he did not look good last night. Vodnik, got pounded again. Uh, Nick Anderson came in, gave up two earned runs. And the two earned runs that he gave up, I'll say half the pitches that Nick Anderson threw last night were were impressive. The other half were, meh, could do a lot better. I'll tell you who did look good, Dylan Lee. Dylan Lee looked really good. I mean, really good. Uh, Elledge came in, wasn't too impressed by his outing, gave up two walks, but everyone's still working their way through it. But on the offensive side, and we'll get more into this on the, in the second hour, because Justin Waller is going to be with us and he's a big Braves fan. He just recently got, uh, Bally. So he's excited to, to watch Braves games again, but the Braves, the guy who looked the best and did the did the most to make himself a roster spot because obviously Ozzy Albies, Olson, Riley, we know those guys are going to make the team. But let's talk about Kevin Pillar. Kevin Pillar had a mammoth two run shot. I will say that I was more impressed, and even though he only reached because of a walk, I was more impressed with Ozuna's at bats last night, even though the production didn't come through. But Pilar, I think, is most definitely making the team. And a couple other guys that I'm starting to wonder, David O'Brien of the Athletic had the had the prediction of the roster, and I understood why he put Sam Hilliard there. 
Sam Hilliard defensively. That's all we heard in the offseason when the Braves got him from Colorado was that he was a very good defensive outfielder. And you hope that you can get his bat turned around because he hit something uh, putrid. It was something like uh, 171 last year in limited time in, in Colorado. I'm starting to think Hilliard's not going to make this team because he defensively, he looked average at best last night. He misplayed a couple of balls. He did get one nice swing and a base hit that went over the right fielder's head. But he's not really going to be there for for offense, per se, because Eddie Rosario is going to be your starting left fielder. You're going to platoon a right-hander in. Right now, I'd be more willing to put Kevin Pillar in there before I would put Ozuna. But Ozuna's going to get his... He, he's going to get his shots because, let's be honest, Ozuna is going to get opportunities because he's still owed was it 36 million somewhere in that neighborhood i think actually i think it's actually 37 over the next two years and everyone keeps saying just dfm just dfm that's easier said than done when you're the management and you say okay but if we dfm then who do we pay and we're and because we're going to be just over that threshold we're going to actually be paying more than what we normally would because of the salary tax. I won't call it a salary cap. It's more of a salary tax. But all in all, I'm pl I'm pleasantly surprised with, with some of the players that the Braves have brought into camp. I'm just not big on Hilliard right now. There's still a long way to go. We still have three weeks. And he still has an opportunity to make his mark. But you also wonder, if, if you read that article about about him coming in, you wonder, I wonder if we're going to end up with a backup infielder because right now, other than Arcia, who's going to be playing quite a bit, I believe, they don't have a secondary backup infielder. So what happens if there's an injury or even not an injury that would send you to the aisle? What if someone gets banged up and can't play for four or five days? Is that going to have a trickle-down effect. And so you wonder if a guy like Hecoveria might have a chance to make this team. Because to me, it's it's much more, or, or even an Adrianza. And we know Adrianza has not done fantastic. He is hitting 385 this spring, only had one at bat last night and struck out. But he's a base runner. He can play multiple positions. He can even play outfield. And I'm 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 at the and he's a switch hitter and I know he's young and he could turn it around but he I think he is what he is at this point. But to me, I would rather have the ability to go to Adrianza on the bench for pinch running re reasons, for giving an Aussie or a Grissom or whoever a day off. Because he can play just about, he he can play, it's not realistic to have him in left uh, right field, but he can play left field. He can play all over the infield. I think I would rather have him than a Sam Hilliard at this point. 
Sam Hilliard is a light hitting outfielder who was supposed to be this great defensive player. There was a play at the plate. He misplayed it. Didn't even circle back like, like you normally would do as an outfielder to get your momentum going towards home plate. He let the ball play him. He didn't play the ball. It wasn't a hard hit ball. So he had plenty of time to get underneath it, but he misjudged it. There was another one that, that went in the gap between him and him and, uh, Michael Harris. And he was much closer to it than Harris was. And that one went over his head per se in, into the, into the gap. So it looked like he misplayed that one as well. Hilliard to me is a guy that they may have missed out on him. They, they may have made a mistake. I, to me, Adrianza, now what may happen here, Adrianza may get, may, may get sent down. It really depends on who, what they think the, the, the DA, the DFA market will be as well, because there's going to be other guys who are going to be released and would, would, uh, would Atlanta possibly make a move for one of them? But if you're looking at the roster we currently have, I'm I'm leaning towards Adrianza and not Hilliard. And it's not because he's been with the team before and we, we we know what he is. It's because of all the different tools that Adrianza brings to the table. So there you have that. And um looking forward to the rest of the season, the, the the spring training season, a week from Friday, we'll have it right here. Braves country. We're going to be carrying Braves versus Red Sox 1 p.m. It's an early start, 105 first pitch. And it's also St. Patty's Day. And so we'll have all that going on as well. And so uh, let me go ahead and hit the break and... Uh, I got to get the, the link over to Brian. He, he can't figure out his email. So well, I, I will be back in a flash here on Braves Country as he joins us here on Braves Country and Braves Country HD, wherever you stream. Keep it locked in here on The Key. Is that your thing? You come into a bar, you read some obscure passage, and then pretend you, you pawn it off as your own idea just to impress some girls, embarrass my friend? See, the sad thing about a guy like you is in 50 years, you're going to start doing some thinking on your own, and you're going to come up with the fact that there are two certainties in life. One, don't do that. And two, you dropped 150 grand on an education you could have got for a dollar fifty in late charges at the public library. <laughs> Hey, Braves fans, the Armchair Quarterbacks YouTube channel are bringing you Braves Baseball all season long. Hi, I'm Mac McGee, and I'll be bringing you Braves Baseball play-by-play for the Braves fans out there. Pulling no punches, calling it how I see it for all of Braves country. So pull up an armchair and join us for Braves Country Baseball, first pitch to last pitch all season long, right here on the Armchair Quarterbacks YouTube channel. We live in a world now that welcomes and nurtures the screwball in all of us. Hey, it's a new decade, people. Time to get a little nutty. Treat yourself to screwball peanut butter whiskey, a smooth flavor that combines two of America's favorites, peanut butter and American whiskey. So no more social awkwardness. Time to embrace who you truly are. Get out there and make friends. And be sure it starts with screwball peanut butter whiskey. It's available nearly everywhere. Learn more at screwballwhiskey.com. Infinium Spirits. Please enjoy responsibly. 
Dixie Handle Company, five generations of the Strickland family have produced quality hardwood farming garden tools, wooden shutters, and custom furniture. This small business has been owned and operated since 1992 and ships to customers across the world. If you're looking for the highest quality tool handles, Dixie Handle Company is your place. Every item is handpicked to your specifications. If it's made of wood, they do it. Call now, 931-722-3395. That's 931-722-3395. Or go online to DixieHandle.com. The Dixie Handle Company, welcome to Craftsmanship, a proud sponsor of Braves Country Baseball. Welcome back to Braves Country. Mac McGinn, the armchair quarterbacks, Weekdays, 3 to 5 p.m., drive time on WQEE. I think you should retire. Come on, Frank. I'm sorry, but Maria's my wife. And if I can't support her in this, then she'll be like an ice pick in my ear until I die. Welcome back, Braves Country and Braves Country HD, wherever you stream, as we are rolling along here, I gotta send uh, Brian another link, I technologically challenged would be the nicest way uh, to put this, but uh, we have, uh, we've got a big show in front of us here as the, the Braves, by the way, real quick, uh, going to give you a score update on that um the braves real quick against the let me go ahead and share share the the uh, scoreboard screen screen excuse me um playing the dominican republic today and you can see right there down nine nothing in the bottom of the eighth and I'm going to navigate over to their box score on on my screen because it's a little difficult to uh, get this in here. There he is. Let's go ahead and get Brian in here. Um, but it's if you're looking for the box score, the funny thing is it's not on all the sites because the, all, a lot of the sites like ESPN and whatnot, they only carry the score when Major League Baseball teams are playing each other. So it kind of slipped through the cracks. So I know I, I, I saw a lot of people flipping out about it going, where, where, you know, where's the game even at? Can I even follow along on their, you know, box score and whatnot? Um, that is the issue. It took me a while to find it. Even when you go to MLB scores, you have to kind of navigate through. It's not where it normally is because normally my brave score is at the very top because it's my favorite like team, right? I had to navigate through and it's like halfway down because they're playing a non MLB team. And I think that also happens when you see some of these MLB teams come out and they play uh, like, you know, smaller colleges and whatnot. Yeah. So, so that's that's what's going on. Welcoming on to the show is Mr. Brian Snow. Brian, how are you, sir? Uh, better because I'm talking sports with you, my friend. It's been a crazy afternoon, but I'm here. Let me 
Let me get that comment box out of the way so people can actually see you. Carl, uh, everything okay? Everything's good. Everything's real good. You're not the wheel man for a heist, are you? No. Let us know. If I no. Know or, or at least pivot the cameras so we can see what's going on. Um, real quick, these are the people that actually played today in this game. Now, we did get some relievers in for Atlanta, but most of the other guys didn't play. Uh, Iglesias, Minter, uh, Jimenez, they all played. Man, Jimenez got pounded. Mm-hmm. One third of an inning, four in runs. But that Dominican team is loaded. Now, as yeah. far as everyday players, not a lot of them played. Orlando Arcia got some at-bats in. Darnold got some at-bats in. Ozuna 0 for 3, which doesn't shock anybody. And no. I think that was about it. I don't see any of the other regulars. The Dominican team, Julio Rodriguez, Nelson yep. Cruz, Rafael Devers, Manny Machado, Tesco Hernandez. Even Ro- I didn't even realize that Robinson Cano was still trying to play. Um, yeah, Sanchez is catching Mejia's the backup so everyone gets the idea this is a loaded loaded team Christian Javier started the day today for the Dominican went two and two thirds uh, Contreras went three innings and mm-hmm. you have that so I know it's not an exciting update but I did want to give folks an idea of what was going on with the uh, with the Braves versus the Dominican Republic on the other end the hoops Georgia Tech trails Pittsburgh by 10. So that's not looking good right now. Ouch. Brian, did, did you get a chance to watch any of the early action March Madness today? No. I've been running around like a crazy person, and I got unceremoniously kicked out of Culver's this afternoon while setting up for my afternoon show. <laughs> okay, I got to I gotta hear this. How'd you get kicked out of a Culver's? It goes like this. I was setting up shop thinking I had clearance to do my show, and I was about three and a half minutes from uh, bringing on my first guest, and I had to, I had to cancel the show because my guests were going to come on early. And then as soon as I'm setting up and I'm taking a deep breath before I get ready to go, okay, the manager comes out. And he says, what do you got going on here? And he had this evil smile. And I'm like, okay, I know what's going on. So I packed up and then he just starts his explanation of, yeah, we can't have you sitting up up here without clearance. And I said, your honor manager gave me clearance yesterday. Well, uh, she's not here today and I am. and I can't have this. You can't have what? I'm giving you free shouts. All I ask is for a meal in return. Nope. Gotcha. Not happening. Well, drama. <laughs> Nothing but drama. Real quick on the scoreboard update. St. John's leads Butler. That's the number eight versus number nine seed in the Big East tourney. And Pittsburgh 44-29 over the Ramble and Wreck. I didn't figure Georgia Tech was have much of a chance of winning this second game. I thought the spread um, was talked about it yesterday i was thinking about yeah. taking tech in the spread but it was only seven points i'm like we're talking about essentially two and a half possessions i'm not i'm not touching that um i hit so i hit my my early parlay it was a nail biter uh but i hit my early parlay 
I had Davidson who won comfortably in their first game in the A-10 tournament. Mm -hmm. By the way, if you're looking for the A-10 tournament and you're like, where is it? Are they not televising? It's on the USA Network, which is a little peculiar. But That's Wake weird. Forest hit a three-pointer essentially at the buzzer. They ended up putting uh, .5 back on the clock. Yeah, they beat, they beat Syracuse. Right. Did you see the minute or so, the last minute of that game, how that played out? This kid for uh, Wake Forest, and I forgive me, I, I don't know his name. He was just a redheaded kid. That's uh, uh, all I can tell you. Mm -hmm. He drove the lane. They were down to, this is after Wake Forest had a commanding lead. They had a commanding lead in the second half. I didn't turn it off, but I quit watching because I, I was prepping for the show, and they were the right. second part of my early parlay that I did. And I was like, yep. this is a bag. I'm not worried about it. All of a sudden, I look over and I'm like, they're losing. They're down by two. What is going on here? This kid does a, uh, a 360 jump shot in the lane, maybe five to eight feet out that the, that the other kid that was covering him just basically lost him. I'm telling you, it's going to be like the ESPN play of the day kind of thing. Yeah. And even the guy calling the game, the, the color analyst, uh, Corey Alexander, I think is who it was. Um, he, he even mentioned, he goes, I don't care what happens the rest of this game. This is going to be the play of the day because it was something you just never see. You see dunks right. and you see buzzer beaters. You never see a kid do a 360. The, it, it looked like something on a playground, right? But it went in. Syracuse got the ball back. They couldn't score. And instead of calling a timeout, Wake just ran it up. And Wake Forest is a leading scorer in the ACC. He kicked it out for for uh, the guy wide open on the perimeter, and he nails a three. They didn't need a three, but he nails a three with .5 left. It was a phenomenal game. I love this time of year. Isn't it not great? And the, the game I'm going to pay attention to is on Friday at the United Center featuring my beloved Northwestern Wildcats. They'll get the winner of Illinois and Purdue. And they play tomorrow, and I believe it's a 5 p.m. tip-off. So Northwestern, being one of the top four seeds, already is into the quarterfinal. They get the double bye. And uh, I can't I wait to right. see my Cats get into the semifinal. If they get into the Big Ten semifinal like they did in 2017, then you may as well punch the ticket. Game, set, match. Let me see if I can find that score. I want to say six Eastern is what I saw yesterday because I was looking because whenever you come on the show, I'm always looking to see when your teams are playing, right? And I want to say that you're right. It's 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 like yeah. five, seven, six Eastern. Uh, that that tournament gets rolling. I want to say it's five o'clock. Yeah, it's uh, – are you on Central time? I'm on Eastern time. Okay, it's a six thirty Eastern. Of course, that's a that's a guesstimation because games before it, right? It will actually right, that right that right right at six thirty because when I'm looking at the Big Ten tournament here, unless there's another one they slide in, uh, it looks like Iowa's going to play at two thirty Eastern, and then there yeah. will be a break until uh, six thirty Eastern. Pens, uh, wait a minute, that game just moved. Yeah, we get we get the winner of Illinois and Penn State. Okay, so that's Friday. Okay. Yeah, that's Friday. Okay, I thought you said we Thursday. Friday. We play in the semifinals Saturday. We win that, then we go to the championship on Sunday. 
six thirty Eastern, uh, Big Ten Network, Northwestern versus TBD. So, can you imagine if Northwestern gets to the championship game of the Big Ten on Sunday? I probably won't be watching it because the SEC tournament will be going on. Early. <laughs> With you. I mean, I'm pulling for your boys because I think it's a great story. But depending on what time it starts, it really dumb right. when when you see now they they might stagger it. But it seems like to me the past few years, Big Ten and ACC, uh, Big Ten and SEC tournament have been going up against each other. Um, yeah, yeah, and the, I think CBS. I think CBS will have them both tonight. I'm pretty sure CBS. I'm pretty sure CBS will have both the Big Ten Championship and the SEC Championship. They used to, but did ah, the big question I have see, and you can't go forward on the on the ESPN scoreboard because it just says no games on this date, but we know that there's going to be games. Um, they used to do the CBS game. I would think uh, SEC is still there, but I feel like that. ABC, Disney, ESPN got involved with the SEC, so that yep. may no longer be the tr- that may no longer be the case. They may have the rights to that game. I know the ACC- remember when ABC remember when ABC Sports was its own identity. Yeah, that's a long time ago. A long time. Yeah. ago. when Disney bought them all about twenty five years ago. Twenty five years ago, slowly seeing right, you start slowly seeing the trickle, and now. All the time, you'll see an, an, uh, a game on ABC, and it'll have the ESPN bottom line with ESPN on that. Get, that gets to me. That that like shows me that Disney doesn't care about. You know, I, I know they will acquire stuff, but not letting it be independent. If that makes any sense, because. Until 2006, ABC Sports was its own entity. It was its own entity. And then when the Mouse Ears got involved, you start seeing the ESPN logo and the score bugs and the way ESPN games were fashioned all over the place. You saw it on ABC also. Only difference was they put the ABC logo at the bottom of the screen and the ESPN logo at the top of the screen. Yeah, I, I can't even remember what they did this past year with the college football because I, t- I tend to not watch the college football ABC game of the week because it's usually right. terrible. I usually, yeah. I, I usually end up watching whatever's on ESPN because the SEC, they tend to put the, the, the SEC game on ESPN. Yes. They'll, they'll try to force you to think that the, that the big game is ABC that night, but it won't mm-hmm. be be like Texas Tech versus Oklahoma State and they're like a battle for the Big 12 supremacy and you're like both these yeah. are three like yeah. what like what are we talking about it's a bait it's a bait and switch yeah they it's a bait it's it's a bait and switch because the big games are usually in the SEC and they should be on Saturday night on ABC but it's not I don't mind it because I'm not a huge fan of the ABC college football crew. So I don't right. really mind it. Um, I don't have anything against Fowler and Herb Street, but I feel like they've gotten stale. And I don't know if they just need mm-hmm. to mix them apart. But it had I think it has more to do with the fact that when I heard Herb, Herb Street this year try to do NFL 
and you knew that he was just out of his out of his realm. He he didn't feel comfortable. Yeah. That carried over to me mentally when I would watch him do college. Now, I don't think he really changes college style, but to me mentally, he was so stale on that broadcast with uh, Al Michaels on Amazon that mm-hmm. I just I have a hard time uh, separating it. And then Fowler, Fowler to me, when he quit hosting game day, he's kind of lost the pulse of the people, right? And I don't yeah. realistically, I'd rather he just do the game and not try to give me his opinions, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like he, like, I, I miss Chris Fowler hosting game day. I want to do a version of that online with with you and a few others have our own version of game day and we've been doing get the a fans pulse of college football well we've been doing that on saturdays for about a almost a decade now so you're more than welcome to join if you got other guys that want to join let me know uh we i'd love to i would i would absolutely love to be a part of your crew or yeah for uh, your your version of college game day. I'd love to be a part of it. And I'd also would love to make it a dual cast um, on my network as well. Uh, Why not? Allow it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We've, uh, Sweet. We, we, you know, we've partnered with a couple of uh, shows before. And then the, the logistics of everyone's schedule always got in the way, but absolutely. We tend to do our show. We used to care about not going up against game day. And right. now we just, now we go right up against it because I'm like, man, I, Good. I personally, I, I can't watch game day. It's, it's not what it used to be. It's usually a bunch of sappy, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's stale. Yeah. I'll I use the word that you used earlier. It's stale. It's very it's stale. About, yeah. They've got three hours and at least an hour of it will be, uh, the player stories back, you, you know, yep. they're all, they're all pre-recorded and I mm-hmm. just, it's okay to do one of those, but to me, it's not okay to do your entire show that way. And it's like every single kid on every single team that they interview had to walk 17 miles uphill in the snow. And I'm like, nah, right. just, what I care about is are they going to cover the spread or not? That's all. The, that's all anybody cares about anymore. Are they, they going to win the game, and are or are they going to cover? And are they going to cover the spread? Those are those right. are the two main things. Let's analyze the let's analyze the games. Let's analyze who does what, keys to the game, and we can easily get a driving sponsor for that for key for our keys to the game. And I'd love to help. I'd love to help, and I'd love to make it a dual cast. Yeah, then so we can really that. let's let's go up against game day and take them down, show them how it's supposed That's to go. Happened. You know, they're a conglomerate of uh, Disney, but you know, you can always carve your own niche. I, absolutely. Yep. Let's go ahead yep. and uh, take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about this nonsense going on in the NBA. There's two big stories going on, and they're and they're really ridiculous if you think about it. Also college basketball, and a little bit of baseball. We'll be back in a flash here on Braves Country and Braves Country HD wherever you stream. 
Hey, sports fans. The Key has a brand new show. Braves Country is coming your way weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern. Drive time on WQEE. Braves Country is a southern sports talk show with Mac McGee and the armchair quarterbacks. We'll be talking the Atlanta Braves and Major League Baseball along with everything important to sports fans in Braves Country. The SEC, ACC, Big Ten, and the National Football League and the big sports news of the day. That's Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. Weekdays, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. right here on WQEE, The Key, 99.1 FM, and simulcasting on YouTube.com forward slash at Braves Country. Do you want to lose 18 pounds fast and improve your health? Now you can lose up to 18 pounds in your first two months with Nutrisystem. Get delicious breakfasts, lunches, dinners, even snacks and shakes delivered safely to your door. All delivered for free. It's easy to follow and you'll see results in your first week. You'll get your favorite foods made healthier and perfectly balanced to put your body in fat burning mode. Millions of people have lost weight with Nutrisystem and you can too. Lose up to 18 pounds in your first two months. You get a whole lot of something with Farmer's Policy Perks. So much, I'm going to have to speed things up. You can get the Farmer's Signal app, and that could get you up to 15% off your auto policy. That's just for using the app and driving like the normal speed-limited hearing, full-stop-making, lane-change signaling human being you are. Get a whole lot of something with Farmer's Policy Perks. Start with a quote by calling 1-800-FARMERS. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Are you an adult? Yeah. And do you have a lot going on in your life? I am so busy. Introducing fantasy football. What's that? Move aside job and relationships. You're now the general manager of a football team, and that takes a lot of time and effort. I really shouldn't be doing this. It's not good for me. With fantasy football, you can spend hours researching useless stats, have your underlying anger issues revealed on Sundays, and Venmo people hundreds of dollars with a football emoji. Well, I'll get that money back when I win the championship. You say that every year. Okay, this year is different. I have been so unlucky in the past. Why would you need to know about world news or how a Roth IRA works when you could know who the Saints wide receiver three is? Chris Olave. But I think he'll be the number one by the end of the year because Michael Thomas is. Shut up. I used to think fantasy football was fun, but it's not fun anymore. I have a lot riding on this emotionally. <laughs> Try it today. Armchair. Welcome back to Braves Country. Mac McGinn, the armchair quarterbacks. Weekdays, 3 to 5 p.m. Drive time on WQEE. Welcome back! What a story this is coming in. My word. Old Miss, officially, their soul is for sale. The CBS Sports HQ is breaking that Chris Beard is the leading candidate for the Old Miss head coaching job. And if people aren't familiar with who Chris Beard is, he is the Texas Longhorns basketball coach that was recently fired for domestic violence. I want to say back in February. Yeah, yes, it was February. How about that? They said, damn damn the Storpedo. Yeah, how about that? (laughs) Unbelievable. Like, they, they really don't care about PR. Give us Lane Kiffin, give us Chris Beard, let's go. They don't care about PR, man. They don't care about getting the best. They don't care about getting the best candidate for the job, and they just go with whoever could give them the splash. 
what they ought to do is go out and uh, hire Trevor Bauer as their new uh, baseball coach. Really mix it up. Oh, Lord. That would be a mix-up, big time. Braves country right here on 99.1 FM. The key, Brian Snow with me. You can hear his show daily, uh, 5 p.m. Eastern time. And uh, Brian, where can they hear you uh, or or see you as far as social media goes? Uh, YouTube.com slash at Snowman Multimedia. Snowman Multimedia is the ID to uh, get to get to me and get to all my programming. We've got, let me see, Fresno State is trailing Colorado State 62-59. There's three, and, three minutes and change left in that one. George Mason is now tied with Richmond, 43 mm-hmm. apiece. Let me get back over to the uh, – I'm, I'm, I'm over here in the weeds on uh, Sunday afternoon scores because of what we were talking about earlier. Uh Georgia Tech trails by 13 at the half to Pittsburgh in the ACC. Bethune-Cookman down 20 to Grambling. Ouch. That is in the – that is at halftime. I think I took them as a wild part of a parlay. I took Bethune-Cookman, and I don't see – they looked impressive the last couple of games. Yeah, that's not going to cover it. I'm going to need some regression in, in the second half. I'm getting 15 and a half with Bethune Cook. Right. Um, Colorado, 23 to 12 over Washington. That's just getting going in the Pac 12. By the way, as far as I know, you can't see the Pac 12 tournaments. It's on Pac 12 Network. Yeah. No unless, idea. Uh, unless you have cable and a lot of people are starting to cut the cord. Um, uh, unless you could find a tricky way to stream it because Pac-12 Network doesn't have or doesn't try to allow uh, any any streaming unless you sign up and pay for their services. So good luck. Yeah, I don't have enough interest to uh, do all that nonsense. Um, they're not even a part of the ESPN Plus family. I thought I thought that's right. I thought that that's where where I would get it at. And uh, not not the case, not the case at all. Um, Butler, by the way, getting pounded by St. John's. That is forty-two to twenty-five, and Ouch. they are about ninety seconds from halftime. So mm. That's your scoreboard update. A bunch of games tonight. You got the you got the the Big Ten conference tournament starts tonight. Ohio State, Wisconsin at six thirty. And then Minnesota, Nebraska at nine, and then you've the thought Ohio State and Wisconsin would be an opening round game of the Big Ten tournament. Normally, they would be already in the quarterfinals. And I'll tell you something else that surprises me about this: I don't understand this. Ohio State is a two-point favorite. How? I. You got me. Wisconsin's how, not that bad of a how team. How the heck are they? How the heck are they a two-point favorite? That's Wisconsin's, not that's crazy. Wisconsin's nine and eleven in Big Ten play. They're seventeen and thirteen overall, so they're solid, mm-hmm. right? Ohio State is thirteen and eighteen, five and fifteen in the Big Ten. I I had to double check this, and and I even looked up the injury report, and I don't see anything glaring that jumped out at me. So I really don't understand that line. It seems a little skewed, but 
I don't know if there's something that I'm that I'm missing. I thought right. maybe, I thought maybe you you might know something, but uh, uh-uh. I don't know a thing. I don't see any major injuries. What I can tell you is that both of those teams have been wildly inconsistent. Wildly inconsistent. Wisconsin, especially defensively. Because lately, you don't see Wisconsin giving up. uh, If you think about how they used to play, you don't see Wisconsin giving up like 70 points a game. Right. That's about where they're at coming into the tournament. It it really is hard to believe that... uh... I'm, I'm going to double check real quick because I want to make sure that something late hasn't come in on this. Um, the Let me see here. Where's the actual injury part of this? Well, they've screwed this up. Um, I'll find it in a minute. But, yeah, I'm, I'm a little surprised by the by that line and what was the other game? Let's see, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Is it only a one-point favorite? I feel like they should be a significant favorite. Only a one? Oh, my gosh. Who wrote these spreads? You got me. Who who came up? Who decided that Oklahoma State's only a one-point favorite? I'm thinking it's an Oklahoma grad. Uh, I'm thinking that, too. (laughs) Let me see. I'm looking up Wisconsin real quick. Man, they I found a page that has every single team injury in college basketball. There's over 300 teams. That's takes a while to get down to Wisconsin is my point. Don't yeah. Uh, okay, here we go. Jeez, Louise. There's no, there's no, the only injury is the injury to Jacoby Heath, but that happened late December. So I don't know. Yep. I have no idea whether that that big of a of an underdog. I mean, that's why they're an underdog. Period. It's, like I said, who writes this stuff? When the game's in Chicago, it's not like someone's got some kind of home field home court advantage. Well, actually, actually, this year the home court advantage would go to Northwestern because they're up in Evanston. They're not far away. Enough of Northwestern. They're, they're not playing in this game. I'm, I'm talking about Ohio State, Wisconsin. I know, I know that. I know, I know that. Right. Not Northwestern. <laughs> Here's another thing. I just pulled up the the scores from this year. Wisconsin beat Ohio State in Columbus. So I, yes, what is, I don't I don't get it. Well, there's no significant home court advantage in the Big Ten anymore. No one's afraid to play on the road. That, in in essence, except for Minnesota, no one's afraid to play on the road. That's just hard to believe that. Uh, anyways, moving on from that, um, you got the ACC tournament tonight. Moving on and doesn't look like Georgia Tech's going to be a part of that as they're trailing by 13 at the half. But what you do have in the ACC tournament, you got some interesting games tonight. North Carolina, they're an 11.5-point favorite versus Boston College. They should get the win, but I, I feel like Carolina's got to get to at least get to 
the ACC championship game because of the way they finished their, their season. North Carolina needs to win the darn thing. I mean, that's the safest way in. They're 11 and 9 in conference play. They're 19 and 12 overall. Lenardi right now has them as well. It's not a bad season. Well, if you talk to Carolina fans, it is a bad season, but 19 and 12 is not a bad season. I mean, we've seen Roy Williams coach teams have double digit losses before. And they got and they got in the tournament, but this North Carolina team that's been and I said it earlier in the show about uh, Wisconsin wildly inconsistent. Armando Baycott's being touted as the ACC Player of the Year; he's their candidate. But with North Carolina, they not only have to get to the championship game; they have to win the darn thing if they want to see the tournament again. And I wouldn't put it past them because the ACC's a little down this year, but that's a uh-huh. tall task because they're going to have to play tonight, Thursday, Friday. They're going to have to win three games in a row just to get to the ACC final. I believe if, if they get to the ACC final, as long as they're not playing like a really low seed and look bad, right? right I think that probably gets Carolina in, but. They're going to be in a mess if they lose. I don't think they're going to lose tonight, but let's say they turn around and they lose tomorrow. Uh-huh. Or they get past. See, they are game six, so they are going to play. So the winner of the Carolina game tonight plays Virginia tomorrow. Oh, boy. Oof. Oh, boy. Now, they blew out Virginia on their home floor in Chapel Hill a few weeks ago. I watched that yeah. game kicking and cussing. It was like Virginia and the points, and they just they did not show. No. They, they can get that game, but that's going to be a tough one. And if they win that game, it would be they get Saturday. number 10. Friday night's game would be number 10. Versus, they would get the winner of Miami Wake Forest. Oof. And Miami's it's a possibility play. they could see Wake. It's a possibility they could see Wake Forest again. They probably want to play Miami because it, it would help their their resume. If they yeah. win tonight and they beat Virginia, and then let's say Miami beats Wake Forest and they beat Miami, that would be two pretty impressive wins this week. And then you get to the uh, the the finals, and you're talking about the other side of the bracket, the teams over the other side of the bracket. Uh, mainly it's a Duke and Clemson mm-hmm. are, are the top two teams over there. Now, what I'm hoping for, just from a basketball fan, bystander type thing, I want to see a Duke-Carolina ACC final. That'd be fun. But, I'd love to see a Duke-Carolina ACC final also, but both teams have to get there. Yeah, and I just don't know if Carolina is going to have because the problem is if Carolina wins tonight and they win tomorrow, Miami will have will be a fresh team. And mm-hmm. what team is that game? Oh, let me see that game. Oh, they get no breaks on this, so they will be the late game on Friday night. 
Mm-hmm. Which, you know, not terrible because you get some rest from the 7 o'clock tip-off from, from tomorrow night. Right, right. Oh, Miami plays Thursday at noon, and then they get a day and a half off before they have to get back on the court. So it's, right. it's almost like having a day off. So that is going to be a tall task for the for the Tar Heels. Who do, let's take Northwestern out of the out of the picture. Let's say they don't win it. Who who would be your second pick to win the uh, Big Ten tourney? Illinois. Okay. Illinois would be Illinois would be my second pick. My third pick would be Purdue. So I've gotten to watch a lot of Purdue games and I'm pulling for them because I like their style of play. I love teams the defense and rebound. Man, they just seem like a team that can they're very Virginia like. They seem like a team that can be got because because they don't have the scoring. Right. A team who I like to possibly make a run. Mm-hmm. They don't play today. They play, is it tomorrow? And then you've got, so Northwestern has the, just because of the coach. And they seem to get better and better and better every year. I like Michigan State. Yep. I'm I'm pulling for Purdue. I met, I had a chance to meet Tom Izzo um, sometime back at the uh, Big Ten basketball luncheon and event I hope to make again uh when my company takes off. But it was a it was fun meeting him and uh, uh the coaches and doing interviews with them. I plan to cover next year the ACC, the Big Ten, and hopefully the Pac twelve and the SEC and just fly out to luncheons with Jody and Take coaches' comments and just and just go. You know, I'm hoping to do that next year. All right, Brian. Well, we got to head out. It's the top of the hour. Justin's about to jump on. But what do you got going on on the uh, Snowman Show tonight? Well, it's Bronze Sexual Wednesday. That means we're. That means Cole and I are going to have some fun during hour two. Hour one, we'll touch on a little bit more of uh, John Morant and. The normal Wednesday shenanigans. Yeah, uh, we catch no man. into that, but NBA's got to step in and do something. That's all I'm going to say. Because if they don't, the kid's going to end up in big time trouble, and they're going to it's going to ruin his life. I will discuss more on that tomorrow. But uh, today you'll hear a replay of the Brian Snow Show at five, and then you'll hear today's Snowman in the morning at six p.m. On the key, 99.1 FM WQEE. And thanks to the folks there for picking up the program. All right, brother. We will see you next Wednesday. And, uh, ha- you know, uh, try to stay out of those uh, Culver fights. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, brother. Appreciate the time. Yes, sir. You're listening to WQEE 99.1 FM, the key in Noonan, Georgia. Armchair. You're listening to the Armchair Quarterback Sports Radio, number one sports station. Good afternoon, and this is your Armchair Quarterback's Sports Flash. We've got a full slate to get you over hump day. Let's start with a great slate in spring training. Cardinals and Yankees in Tampa at one, along with Pirates and Orioles in Sarasota. 
Nats and Tigers in Lakeland, Twins and Blue Jays in Dundon round out the Grapefruit League. Over in the Cactus League, it's Rockies at Angels, Rangers at Diamondbacks, Reds and Padres, all getting started about 3 p.m. Eastern. Two night tilts at 8.05. White Sox at the Royals in surprise. Mariners at the Dodgers in Phoenix. The NBA's taking a back seat during March, but games of interest around the association tonight. 7.30 Eastern, Trail Blazers at the Celtics. Hawks at the Wizards at 7 in D.C. While ESPN throws you a doubleheader of Mavs at Pelicans at 7.30, Raptors at the Clippers at 10. At 9 Eastern, the Bulls travel to Denver, and the Thunder are at the Suns. March Madness keeps rolling. Conference tournaments, the SEC gets it going in Nashville, Tennessee. 7 Eastern on SEC Network, Ole Miss versus South Carolina. And at 9, the Georgia Bulldogs will battle the LSU Tigers. Well, in the ACC tournament, Pittsburgh, North Carolina, and North Carolina State all get going. The Big 12 has their first round as well. Texas Tech versus West Virginia at 7, 9.30, it's Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Both games in Kansas City, Missouri. Mountain West action, their first round. Two Eastern, Fresno State, Colorado State. 4.30, Air Force UNLV. And at 7, it's Wyoming versus Mexico. Swag Tournament quarterfinals, three Eastern on the plus. Bethune, Cookman, and Grambling. Well, in the Pac-12 tourney gets going at 3 o'clock as well. Colorado versus Washington. The Big East gets rolling at 3 on FS1. Butler and St. John's. In Madison Square Garden, 5.30, DePaul versus Seton Hall. And 8 o'clock, it's Georgetown versus Villanova. First round in the Big Ten tournament should be a good one to get it going. 6.30 Eastern on Big Ten Network in Chicago, Illinois. It's Ohio State versus the Wisconsin Badgers. Too many more to list. We'll keep you updated as the show rolls on. The TPC Tea Times have been announced. Here are some of the bigger names that will be teeing off on Thursday, Colin Marikawa, 7.45 a.m., he'll hit the tees with Ricky Fowler and Adam Scott. Rory McElroy, Scotty Scheffler, John Rahm, 7.56 a.m. Eastern. Justin Rose and Billy Horschel at 8.07. Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas, 12.56 p.m. Keegan Bradley, Chris Kirk, Ryan Palmer, all tee off at 1.18. We'll have wall-to-wall coverage all week right here on Braves Country. Pal Gasol, Kobe Bryant's right-hand man, was paid the best compliment possible by his former team. The Lakers retired his jersey, and it will hang in the rafters next to Kobe Bryant's. Wake Forest won their first ACC tournament game today with a buzzer beater against Syracuse. Three-point shot with .5 seconds left. Georgia Tech Ramblin' Wreck tips off 2.30 Eastern. We'll keep you up to date of all the scores as the Power Five conferences roll on. And the New York Jets brass met with Aaron Rodgers in California. With a couple of salary-related roster moves by New York, signs are pointing to the Green Bay legend packing up and moving to the Big Apple. And that's your armchair quarterback sports flash. Stay tuned for Braves country right here on WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key in Noonan, Georgia, simulcasting on YouTube.com at Braves Country.
It's the best in sports and entertainment. And get locked in and locked down with Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. with your host, me, Ryan O'Neill, each and every morning, right here with the best in sports and entertainment, all the way from professional sports to college sports to River Dragons hockey and everything in between, including some of the very best local and national guests. It's the Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m., Monday through Friday, right here on 99.1 FM WQEE. We live in a world now that welcomes and nurtures the screwball in all of us. Hey, it's a new decade, people. Time to get a little nutty. Treat yourself to Screwball Peanut Butter Whiskey, a smooth flavor that combines two of America's favorites, peanut butter and American whiskey. So no more social awkwardness. Time to embrace who you truly are. Get out there and make friends. And be sure it starts with Screwball Peanut Butter Whiskey. It's available nearly everywhere. Learn more at screwballwhiskey.com. Infinium Spirits. Please enjoy responsibly. Friday, March 17th, St. Patty's Day with Braves Country. The Atlanta Braves are in Fort Myers, Florida to take on the Boston Red Sox. Braves Country baseball right here on the key, giving you play-by-play, pitch-by-pitch of your Atlanta Braves. That's Friday, March 17th, 1 p.m. Eastern, St. Patty's Day, Braves Country on WQEE. No matter what technical data they've obtained, this station is now the ultimate power in the universe. Don't be too proud of this technological terror you've constructed. It's insignificant next to the power of the Force. Don't try to frighten us with your sorcerer's ways. I find your lack of faith disturbing. Are you listening? Waller McGee taking all the way to the top of the hour where the snowman will take over. It's EDP from 8 to 9 and 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. Get your morning started right. Iono Radio Penitentiary, followed by the Rod Peterson Show, noon to 2. And Sports Beat, 2 to 3. We come live, 3 to 5, every day here on the team. Justin Waller, how are you, my friend? I'm doing great, Mac. Uh, man, I tell you what, looks like only one team wants to play football in the NFC South this year, doesn't it? Um, yeah. Um, things just got a lot better. Anybody else wanting to play ball? Well, Derek Carr and the Saints, I'm assuming is the team that you're talking about, right? Absolutely. The Saints just got a lot better, and uh, you got to be sitting there, the rest of the division, scratching your head, asking how you're going to respond to that. Sorry, your audio is a little difficult to make out. I don't know if your window's down or something. Um, I th- I, you know one of the things that I found interesting, and someone else brought it, brought this up this morning, is that as soon as the tag was put on Lamar Jackson, and he was able to start uh, talking to folks, right? And he can go out and basically shop his own deal, right? And then at that point, the Ravens can either match it or they can seek uh, compensation. 
And I didn't realize it was going on at the time because we were live on the show and then the guys were bringing it up to me because I've been talking about Lamar Jackson, the Falcons for a couple of weeks now. They said that the Falcons immediately, there were folks saying that they, they had no interest. Well, what was being left out of that conversation was there were multiple teams coming and saying that they do not want anything to do with Lamar Jackson and signing him. And at first I thought maybe the Falcons were just posturing, but now I'm starting to wonder, I don't know if it's a black ball situation, but it's more of a thing of if he's telling everybody that he wants a guaranteed deal like the way Deshaun Watson has or got, then maybe the whole thing is to the point where he's kind of alienating other folks. What's a, yeah, I mean, you, you, you're definitely putting that out there if you're, you want a guaranteed contract and you have the questions of could you or should you have played at the end of the season while you're still negotiating for your future, it's hard to pay that guaranteed question when you just come off a season and left that kind of questions at the, at the end of your, your team's run, is it not? Yeah, I would I would tend to think that uh, one of the okay, so the Falcons came out and, and said they didn't want him. Dolphins came out and said they didn't want him. Redskins or Washington football team or Commanders said that they didn't want him. There was three or four other teams that came out there. I don't I don't have the list in front of me. They all went bam, 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 bam. It was it was trickling in. I started seeing it all throughout Twitter. There was like a total, I'd say, about seven to ten teams somewhere in that neighborhood that said that they are not in the Lamar Jackson sweepstakes. And what this comes down to me is this. By the way, Georgia Tech has come rambling back, and they are down just four. It was tied a second ago, and they're actually down one. They just nailed a three. So ten minutes to go in the, in the Yellow Jackets are have a fighting chance against Pittsburgh over here. But the the thing that I'm looking at with this is he's got to get an agent, man. He's got to get an agent. At this point this is just absolutely absurd. If not, you're just completely costing yourself money with your asks and you're letting emotions get in the way of your business decision. And I think that's why you spend the money with your agent. You got to separate yourself and, hey, that's money well spent. He's going to get you more than you would have gotten yourself because you're essentially alienate yourself from any future employer throughout this negotiation you're presenting right now. Yeah, they, uh, if they, if he doesn't go out and get an agent, what he's, what he's doing is he doesn't have someone out there defending him. Because you can't defend yourself. If you're out there defending yourself, you, you sound and look like a jackass, right? You have to. This is a part of the agent's job. The part of the agent's job is to go out there and say, this is why you want Lamar. This is why you can't do that yourself. You can't have your mom doing it either. You have to be out there and you have to have an agent and the agent has to go to bat for you every single day and say, look, 
the agents are also usually very, very equipped to play the game. And there's a game that goes on. There's a game that goes, hey, we're getting offers, and you better make a decision quick. He doesn't, he doesn't have the ability to do that. And, I, and to me, the whole thing, he's, he's, he's been misguided by his family. They've been telling him to basically try to get every dime they can. Don't pay an agent. You don't need an agent. You know I mean? Well, obviously, you do need an agent. Because if you didn't need an agent, you, you would have something by now. And you would have, you know, your franchise tag would be exclusive. It wouldn't be open-ended to where teams can come and make you offers. That, that's telling you that the team you're negotiating with isn't even fully committed themselves. They left it open for you. Yeah, it's it's an absolute disaster. It's, it's embarrassing for both sides. And I think the I think the Ravens at this point just want they're kind of like the you know the Packers with Rodgers. They just want to be done. They they want to turn the page, get 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 new blood in there. I don't know if you're going to give Lamar Jackson a huge contract, guaranteed money, and cough up number one picks, right? You just. Why Why would anyone do that? A guy who hasn't been able to finish the season the last two years. And I don't normally attack Lamar Jackson because he's one of my favorite players. I love watching him play. And I would love to see him in Atlanta. I think it would be phenomenal. It would be fun to be able to pull for him because I don't pull for him because he plays for Baltimore, right? But, man, facts are facts. You you haven't finished the season the last two, the last two years. You most believe that he could have played this past year down the stretch. Had he played, they'd probably beat Cincinnati on that Sunday night. So at this point, I don't know uh, what can be done to help this, but man, someone's got to step in and he can't be and he can't be leaning on mommy. Yeah, I mean, I think you got to just put your pride to the side, and you said it best. You need to hire an agent. Somebody's got to get in his ear, and that sphere of influence has got to be someone that can influence him to go get himself an agent and uh, get yourself a deal <laughs> while you're at the prime time of your life. You, you, you I have believe, no deal. I can't believe I'm about to say this, Justin. He needs Scott Boris. <laughs> He needs Scott Boris in his life, and I hate that guy. But he, at this point, like, what? Like, what are they doing? Unbelievable! All right, let's switch gears a little bit. Uh, hit, hit, hit a little home that you might be a little more. Uh, I'm hoping that you have a pulse on this. So I'm getting all these rumors, and, and and they are they're rumors because the outlets that are that are creating this this content, none of them are are verified. But they're talking about Travis, uh, Travis, Derrick Henry, and possibly Simmons both getting traded in the offseason and the Titans doing a complete rebuild. Is that something Vrabel is willing to do? I don't know. I would have told you no on the Simmons front. But there's apparently something going on because the players wiped his social media of all 
anything that has any ties to the, the Tennessee Titans. So that's an unusual uh, cleaning of your social media feed for your star defensive lineman. But did, did Terry Cannon as well? I, I do not know. I have not heard that. Um, but the Henry one was a shopping. Um, I mean, they've been out and open that uh, at the combine. They floated the idea out and shopped to just put feelers out. Um, and you, listen, I know this isn't favorable among the Titans fan base. This isn't favorable among my own friends and family. But it still doesn't mean it's not the truth. You should be shopping him. Right now, when you have value, what do we know about NFL running backs once they get paid that next big contract? The production falls off. You've got a complete rebuild on the offensive line, and you don't have a quarterback that can, or a wide receiver, even if you did have a quarterback, that could stretch a defense to open up to get eight, nine people from stacking the box to where Henry can run free. So maybe you do trade him and get some value and plug some of them holes but uh, the Simmons one was a head scratcher. I, I would really hate to see that. But honestly, I'm 50 50. I'm not opposed for getting value out of Henry right now where you can. You look, and you've got one more year in his contract, and you've got to address your quarterback situation coming up. So if they don't strike gold and hit, hit it right in this year's draft and grab a young quarterback, then you're, you're laying it all on the table that you're going to do the same next year or. You've got to go. You got to go pony up and get a free agent, or propose a trade, someone that you can bring in. That uh, how you gonna pay them both? Well, see if I can pull this up so that you can see it as well. Um, Are you opposed to the Henry trade? I mean, just what's your honest? Would you? Would you not? Would you get value? Okay, so the problem is, I'm a huge Derrick Henry fan, so I, I probably can't answer that, honestly. I mean, I, I'm just calling it like I see it. I, I don't know if I can be honest and say my my gut feeling is, no, go down with the ship. Come on, let's build a Derrick Henry. But that's just because I'm a huge fan, right? I don't know if. I kind of align with you as far as it does make sense. But here is what I just found on Derrick Henry. And I want to share it so that you can see it as well. This is Derrick Henry's Twitter page. There's no Titans anymore. There used to be. This picture here just shows a king, right? He's not in a Titan uniform. It's been cropped out. And then if you go into his profile picture, that's like an Under Armour jersey or something. That's like back when he was in high school. I think that's like an All-American high school game. So that tells me that there's some smoke there. Oh, there's definitely much- smoke on the Henry front. I don't know how much on the, the Simmons. Um, but... What are you looking for? To cough up something like that, what are you looking for? And then you have to just be scratching your head if you don't uh, knock a home run with with this. Because the last trade that this organization made, let's face it, it cost the general manager his job, and rightfully so. 
the trading of AJ Brown was the, the there was a lot of things that were looked past and failures that were put up with, but when AJ put it on them and they played that Eagles game, uh, that was that that was the day that packed the suitcase for John Robinson. You trade away Simmons and Henry, you better get a haul in return, or you better have enough draft picks for the future that you can go build you an all Madden collegiate team <laughs> that hopefully turns into a Super Bowl winning team by the time their contracts come up. I I don't know if, Gen- if Jeffrey Simmons even has a, a a Twitter page because I just looked him up on Twitter and I don't see one. So. There's that going on. <laughs> Did he shut it down? <laughs> Did he said no? I'm looking at it, and I don't see anything verified on Jeffrey Simmons in, on Twitter. So that tells me that either a he had a he had a page and he shut it down, or b he just never had a page. He only does stuff like you know Instagram or whatnot. No, I'm I'm not gonna go go down that rabbit hole let's go ahead and take a quick break when we come back we're going to talk some chop Atlanta Braves are just three weeks away from from the opening day and we got a lot of questions we got to answer we'll be back in a flash here on Braves country Braves country HD wherever you stream I mean, it's not easy being me. When I was born, a doctor told my mother I did all I could, but he pulled through anyway. Hey, sports fans, it's Rod Peterson here, host of The Rod Peterson Show, inviting you to join us daily for two hours of Atlanta's funnest sports talk right here on WQEE. I say fun because it is. You've never heard a show like it because we make the listeners a part of the show. Every day between noon and 2 p.m. Eastern, you'll hear plenty of the best sports talk, including the latest on the Falcons, the Braves, and more. And who knows, you might even hear you. That's the Rod Peterson Show, daily at noon, right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. Screen pass to Trayshawn DeAndre on the right side. Touchdown! Rod, wait a second. I think there's a flag on the play. All right, you guys got holding on number 97, right? Yeah, definitely holding. No touchdown. All right, make the call. Yeah, I mean, it was holding. So make the call. Or, you know, we say the flag was for an excessive celebration so they can keep the touchdown and apply the penalty to the kickoff, huh? What do you say? What are you talking about? I didn't see excessive celebration. You sure? Get us one. I saw a little nene going on. What's going on with you, man? All right, look, guys, I got to be real with you. Treshawn DeAndre just scored that touchdown. Okay, I have him on my fantasy team this week. I need these points. What? Are you kidding me? No, I'm not kidding you, Bill. I'm playing against my father-in-law this week, and if he doesn't score this touchdown, I lose. Well, I'm not going to let you make a bad call because you're in some fantasy football league. Make, make the call. Craig, no. If you make one bad call. This works out perfectly, Bill. I started the quarterback who threw the touchdown pass. We're going to have to ignore the holding call. I have the kicker, and I was kind of hoping that he wouldn't convert on third down, so he'd have to kick the field goal. Armchair. Enjoy sun-drenched days, epic stays, and plenty of room to roam in Greater Fort Lauderdale. Our hotels, attractions, and restaurants have taken the Visit Lauderdale's Safe and Clean Pledge so you can relax and explore with confidence. When you're ready for that well-deserved staycation, our 23 miles of golden beaches await. Find wide-open spaces to hike, bike, kayak, and paddleboard. Learn more at sunny.org. You know the great thing about being a football player is you don't have to take a shower to go to work. You're listening to Braves Country. Weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern, 99.1 FM, the key in Noonan, Georgia. Well, if you stand and block the screen, you may just lose your life. And that goes for all 30 friends and 30 friends' wives. Because he's the armchair quarterback. He's full of fear and he's full 
Welcome back. As we are going to get into some Braves talk. So you finally broke down and went ahead and got the the Valley Sports, huh? They got me. I gave in. I caved. While sick last week, uh, had to uh, just couldn't take it anymore. I. <laughs> it only took them four years to break your spirit. <laughs> well, it's the first time I've had a streaming service that actually allowed the product, and it's also the same year that they finally allowed the a la carte mode. Which, uh, just after looking and comparing the two, uh, I went with the streaming plan and. Uh, Hey, I'm just glad to finally have it back. Uh, it's nice to see uh, a lot of the regional programming that uh, I have missed for the past uh, man, four years. Yeah, four, maybe five. Yeah, it's, it's been a while. Tough. It's tough the way they have it set up right now to go a la carte. If they ever get to the point, I, me and my wife have talked about it because when she asks how much we pay for the, the service, I tell her, I said, you know, the problem is I don't watch a lot of the stuff except for the live sports. And the problem is I need ESPN to be able to watch most, most uh, college basketball, college football, and more and more now they're doing college baseball and softball, right? So basically all my college sports, ESPN essentially owns it. And if, if you go out and get the plus – for people who think they're going to like get some loophole. No, it's got to be linked to your, the, the plus is linked to your streaming service. So when, when you go in to try to watch a live game, they're going to say, Oh, okay. You want to watch it because you got ESPN plus. That's great. Who are you affiliated with? Is it YouTube? Is it Comcast? You know what, whatever it is, right? If ESPN ever comes to the point where they have, where they go a la carte, then I can probably do it. But until they do, I'm, I'm basically paying extra for a bunch of junk I don't watch. Now, look, I know a lot of other people who are probably paying for ESPN when they don't watch it, right? But I don't care about them. Because <laughs> I feel like most people nowadays, if they're not sports fans, they don't have Hulu Live or you know, uh, Fubo or YouTube TV, because like, for instance, if, if I kick the bucket tomorrow, my wife's not going to watch any of that stuff. She, she watches Netflix. She watches all the other junk, you know, all, all the, all the a la cartes. So I am getting rid of YouTube TV, uh, at the end of the month. I didn't want to switch streams in the middle of March Madness. I'm like, dude, it's there. Something's, uh, something's going to be missing that I don't know. I'm not aware of. It's going to tick me off. Let me get through the sweet 16 and then I'll go from there. So that's essentially where it's going. And that's going to take me right before opening day. And about opening day, I want to have access to MLB network, which, uh, you joined Fubo as well, right? Dude, you just made my heart sink. I didn't even think about the channels that they do for March Madness and my switch and my timing. Like I may have just shot myself in the foot. I might need your login, buddy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, you should have, if you got Fubo, you should have, I don't know if it has all the Turner channels that, uh, oh, I don't even know. If I have You're talking about those weird channels. Yeah. Like how yeah, I don't even know if I have those, to be honest. I was thinking more of like 
ESPN tournaments going on. I would, oh man, that's a good point. I have no earthly idea if I even have, uh, what are those things even called? True TV and all that stuff that they put them on. I would think if CBS is there, then you have it. But man, that's a good question. Cause I don't even know if I have that. <laughs> That will be the first thing I look up when I get home this evening. I promise you that. <laughs> but I know I get TNT. And I think TBS is the other main one. I think the only thing you miss out if you don't have that, the the uh, the weird channels, I think that's only like the, the preliminary rounds, like the ones, you know, the playing games. They, they, they might be present on that thursday and friday but by the weekend they'll probably it's probably all on uh i know they try to have it mostly on uh cbs tnt and tbs because that's where they have uh charles barkley and all those guys do doing the in in studio stuff georgia tech update they're down by nine three and a half minutes left they had a valiant effort they, they really came roaring back now if you took this game the number you're looking at is seven you want them to be within seven and they just hit a bucket to be within seven so that was the line as far as i know uh at the at the beginning of the game um sec tournament starts tonight georgia lsu is the big game in this area i got a feeling that lsu's gonna get that w lsu's been playing a little better basketball than georgia um Big picture, the Vols, they play Thursday. Do you have any idea which team that they, which game that they're getting the winner of? One, the South Carolina game, if I'm not mistaken. First game, South Carolina and somebody, correct? South Carolina, Ole Miss? Ole Miss, yeah. They get the winner of that game. Oh, speaking of that, did you see this thing with Ole Miss? That Chris Beard has become the the favorite to land the Ole Miss job. That's the dude that got the domestic violence charge on him in February, and got fired from Texas and Ole Miss is already turning around and talking about hiring him. Isn't that wild? I was, I was saying uh, last hour that like, man, man, the Ole Miss's soul is for sale. I mean, they went and got Kiffin. They're talking about beard. I don't know why they don't hire Trevor Bauer to, to be their next baseball coach. I mean, come on, let's go. It's all about them dubs, man. Get per, uh, Bruce Pearl over there, you know. He's probably got some weapons. Trevor Bauer's probably got some eligibility left. <laughs> Get him an NIL deal. I I'd watch it. <laughs> oh man. I'd like to see the sport book odds on NIL deals for Trevor Bauer. <laughs> so Let's talk some chop. The Braves last night, uh, Red Sox Braves. I did the game. The score never really matters. We lost 10 to 2, but you know how those don't really matter in spring training. My thing is always, I just don't want them to, I don't want to see them with like two wins and 28 losses because then you're like, what the hell? Um, but what I took positive out of this game, and I know a lot of folks didn't get a chance to see it because it wasn't on the Bally or any of that stuff. They're, they're not doing many spring training games. Uh, what I took from it, Jared Schuster looked really good. Now, he's not going to supplant anyone out, out of the rotation, but I'm talking about you usually need around 11 or 12 pitchers to get through a major league season, right? Because of injuries and whatnot.
And he looks like a guy that they're going to be able to call on to, to come up to the bigs and fill in a time or two. And it made Kyle Muller expendable. Listen to his line. Three innings last night, no hits, one walk, and four strikeouts. And he was, it was an impressive, you know, when you're sitting there doing the game, you're watching the game. Sometimes you see a guy and you're like, I don't know, man, you know, he, he went two or three innings, but I'm telling you right now, he, you know, he was throw up there throwing tomatoes. No, he, he was throwing BBs. And I mean, I, I was really impressed by him. The it's looking right now, according to David O'Brien of the athletic that Ian Anderson is probably going to get that number five spot because another setback with Soroka and they don't think he's going to be ready for opening day opening week or whatever. And they may, there was another article that I saw uh, last night that said that they may just take, take his time with them long-term and make sure that he, when he finally does come back, that, that he's healthy and there's not going to be any setbacks. Right. Cause they're already talking about an inning limit with him. And I'm like, my God, he's three years removed from that torn AC, uh, torn uh, Achilles. What are we talking about an innings limit? But that's the word on the street. Anderson won and elder one a for, for the number five gig. Anderson looked really good against the Yankees this past Sunday. He looked terrible the the outing before, but a much needed uh, big time outing. I, th- I think he went two innings and uh, three or four strikeouts. Ended up giving up a few earned runs, but that was awful defense. They had like three errors in in the two innings he pitched. But but if you take that out, he looked pretty good. I'd like to see them shut Soroka down and let's just don't talk about it until the kid's fully healthy. Um, <laughs> I mean, let's just, let's just, just stop. It seems like he ought to be 38 years old. I think he's 25. <laughs> I mean, I'm really starting to worry in my head. Like, is he going to ever make it back? Because we're just setback after setback after setback. But, uh, <laughs> Let's just take it slow, shut him down. Let's get him out there by Memorial Day. I mean, that, that's my new time frame. Let, let's be safe. Let's have him. Oh, we talked about something uh, several weeks back. We were talking fantasy baseball, by the way. And I was under the impression, I don't know why, but I was under the impression that Tatis still had 60 games left on his suspension. They gave him credit. He's got 20 games left on his suspension. Oh, that's a game changer. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely keeping him now. I did not I, I had no I was seriously on the fence of going, I don't know about this, man. I can I can te- keep a dead weight on my team for for 3 weeks. Now that's assuming he doesn't do something else stupid in the meantime, but you know, if he does it all ask is that he does it before our draft. <laughs> Please and thank you. <laughs> uh, Matt Olson has been red hot. He's got three home runs in the spring. M- Michael Harris has been hitting really well. Acuna, who is heading to the WBC along with Rosario, he's six of 13. Now, my only concern with him is, and I know it's early, so talk me off the ledge, but man, he's got no home runs. He's six of 13. They're all singles. I think he might have one double. Sorry, just getting on base. 
he did. He only had what, what, 13, 14 home runs last year? It's okay. Base pass shorter. He's getting singles, turns into a double. You know, he's in scoring position. It, it, it's okay. I need that guy to be a 40 40 guy, man. I need him to not get hurt in the WBC, and I don't like him traveling over there. I don't And I don't know why you just don't shut that down, especially this is your superstar, and he's he's coming off injury. Ah, man. I'm not happy if I'm the Braves' front office, but apparently he's got the blessing, or I don't think Yeah, they signed him. off. Um, he is – only going to play DH. I didn't see that being verified. They're not going to play the field. But does that matter? Because we've seen no. this in the base pass. He's a maniac. Yep. That I mean, that you He's don't a- shut a player like Acuna down when he gets on the base. I mean, the kid's going to play ball. And if there's an opportunity, he's going to go for it. And I'm scared he's going to get hurt. It's like, yeah, I mean, and this is a horrible example, but it's just the Max Freed rounding third and Washington standing and sliding the headfirst into the plate. You're sitting there like, what in the world are you thinking, Ron? But that's exactly what is in my I was head about right to, now. Yeah, I was waiting for you to finish your thought. I was about to say, do you remember Max Freed? And you and I screaming at each other via text going, what the hell are they doing sending him? And Ron's over there waving him in. Let's go. Let's oh, go. windmill Ron. Like, who cares if he's my ace starting? Like, I can't even remember. Wasn't that pre Buster Posey rule where they eliminated the, the catcher from from uh, uh, having collisions? I feel like it was pre Posey rule. It may not have been, but it, it feels like it in my head that we were worried about him getting his because he's. I remember he stuck his left arm out to tag the plate. And which is obviously his throwing hand, and you and I were going back and forth. He just separate his shoulder, and he's going to be done. Like, what are you doing? It's one run in the middle of May. I feel like the Buster Posey rule happened when Olsen got steamrolled way back when, but that's just some old. I'm dating myself as a Braves fan there, but uh, yeah, I'm nervous about Ron going to the WBC. That one, uh, that one makes me very nervous. I'm kind of glad Rosario's going because I, I want to see him get back to form, and I feel like he's going to play more if he's if he's at the WBC. And he's probably going to see better pitching, right? But yeah, I'm I'm with you on. Uh, I mean, if yeah. we don't send a DH, <laughs> we got a couple of those we could have sent. Yeah, can we send Ozuna? <laughs> and it, speaking of DH, how do you work that this year with Murphy and and Darno? And you have to think one of them's. You want your bats in your lineup. Where where do you share your time with DH with the money you've got invested in Azuna? That's um, so David O'Brien wrote an article recently on The Athletic saying that he felt that that Ozuna was going to be the DH, Rosario the left fielder. But in that same article, he mentioned Darnold and Murphy taking turns behind the plate and at DH, which, I, which is what I think they're going to do more than not. I think what that means, and even though he, the, he says that, that they don't want Ozuna in the in the field, I think what that means is, and he's going to have to prove that he belongs on that team before we get anywhere close to October, or they'll just DFA him. Because once you get to the end of the season, if he's still stinking, Justin, at that point you're talking about just eating one year essentially, right? Right. Um, but I think it means that he's going to play 
a platoon role with Rosario more often than not and be facing left-handed hitters, man, he still has that same swing, that same just circular swing, uppercut, trying to drive the ball to the moon. And though I liked his approach last night in a couple at bats, he wasn't facing Chris Sale last night for the Red Sox. Okay. He was facing Tanner Hoke and, and he had a couple of good at bats there. But then the the pitchers that came in after that, I mean, we're talking about guys that aren't even going to be playing in the major leagues. And he, he he looks like he's getting just outmastered. I feel like he needs Ozzy Albee's bat fitter. And whoever's given that that guy his telephone poles needs to get a Zuna one and that circular swing would just, I mean, the barrel of the ball at bat has to find the ball. If uh, you give them a big enough telephone pole, because can they switch bat? <laughs> can we, can, can we get a bat to Ozzy that he can actually get around? He's hitting like, I think after last night, like 0.71 or 0.071. I mean, it's, it's, it's bat. Now look, I know it's, it's, I'm, I'm not sweating about Ozzy. He's going to, he'll be okay. I would hope. But when, when you essentially don't play for a year and then you're out there and you're hitting 0.71, you're like, oh, man, this is going to get cringeworthy. If, and they had him leading off because Acuna's in uh, the WBC. And I'm like, man, can you imagine something happens to Acuna again and we got telephone pull up there leading off? To, got, and we're going to bookend it with uh, Acuna at the bottom of the order. So those are back-to-back outs. <laughs> I've never been a fan of uh, all these up top of this roster. I think we've talked about that numerous times over the years, but uh, middle half to the bottom and uh, maybe get me around when he's hot. He's the, he's the get you back in the day when you had to surpass the pitcher spot, it worked really good. He could get you through that. But uh, now that you don't even have that worry anymore, there's no way. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll tell you something else. I, and it's not even a slide on Ozzy. I'd rather have Ozzy towards the very bottom of the lineup for a couple of reasons. A, if he does get on and he comes back around, then you've got Acuna and whatnot trying to drive him in with his speed. Forget about it, right? The other thing is if you can put a switch hitting bat at the bottom of that lineup, not maybe not necessarily the ninth hitter or even the eighth, but I, but I like him in the 6-7 hole. Because now that we have the length that I think we have in this lineup, I mean, let's play this out in our head. Acuna lead off. It it looks like they're going Olsen two and Riley three. And then the number four hitter routinely this spring has been Murphy. I don't know if if that'll change because he's not typically in the lineup when, when Darnode is in the lineup and vice versa. But let's just... For argument's sake, let's say it's Riley, and then I'm going to go Darno just because I know what we get out of him, and then Harris, and then Murphy. So, so you got right, left, right, right. So that takes you down to what the number six hitter. I think that's the perfect place for Ozzy to sit there at number seven, and then your your eight nine is going to be whoever's playing left field and whoever's playing shortstop and. I'm a big fan of putting Grissom at nine because with him being so young, let Acuna be on deck. 
when he's on when, when he's at the plate, right? I, I don't know. I have no qualms with that. Uh, I, I think, think you're going to ask me, but that's what I want. <laughs> I don't think there's any weakness that you can, you know, barring injuries, changing that. We got to figure out the the DH catcher swap up there. But let, let's just say it looks like what you laid out right there. You can't pitch around that, and you can't come in for three outs and not have to face a bad matchup. And that is what you want to build in the major leagues. You want a roster that adheres to the rules, top to bottom. You got to face or get your three outs or you face your three batters. And you can't do that and have your matchups the way you want for any skipper in the league if you build this roster the way that you just laid that out. And I also saw that... uh... can't remember if you were on when when i mentioned this but right before we come on the show today uh, mlb the show and we all know it's a it's a computer game whatever the number one ranked team in mlb the show 2023 across the board is the atlanta braves and i jotted down what, what did i do with it i jotted down their uh how they had us ranked and pitching we were second Speed, we were ninth. Power, we were number one. I can't find the whole list. I'll have to. I thought I thought I jotted it on, on my show sheet, but I must have written it down on a cocktail napkin or something. I don't know what I was doing. But anyways, um, that to me, I don't remember us ever being that. Like we know we're good, and we we watch them, and but the fact that MLB the show has this ranked number one was the fact they had our pitching number two across the board and that's taking into consideration your starters and your relievers that's some good stuff right there that is some good stuff that's a lot of depth and building on the back end because i don't know if i'm as high on our pitching staff as number two but i do think the pop in this lineup is there um i have well, no here it is i'm sorry here it is I'm still excited to see Murphy in Atlanta, and I think everybody listening is in for a treat when that gets unveiled. I think it's going to be amazing, the difference from the Coliseum to what he's going to have at Truist Park. Contact, we were ranked fourth. Power first, speed ninth, pitching second, overall first, defense 18th. And I, I think get it's a speed one. Pace. I, think, I, I think our defense is much better. You lost a lot with Dansby, though. We did. Well, actually, now that I think about it, after the game I did last night, I did I see I, I did see Grissom boot one that was just, I mean, it looked like you and I tried to play restaurant league softball out there. So I was that was a little concerning. But I'm thinking more of Acuna and Harris and Riley, who's solid, Murphy behind the plate, Olsen, who's a platinum glove winner. Ozzy, who's phenomenal in his own right. We do we do have that one questionable hole. Uh, I, I don't worry about left field because no one has a great outfielder in left field. I think every defense is going to be in for that same realization this year, though. I think this switch rule is going to come into effect, and it's going to – we're going to see some more offense this season. You're going to see small ball come back into play, and I, I think it's you know how it's be every- nice. You know how everybody loved uh, Charlie Culberson? Yes. I think they're going to have that same love affair 
with Kevin Pillar because he is playing this spring. I mean, he is playing some ball. He had a two-run bomb last night, but more so than anything else, man, his base running is still there. He's he's still on, I think, three three bases this spring, and his defense is still solid. I really like me some Pilar to, make, to not only make the team, it might be Ozuna riding the pine versus lefties. It might be Pilar out there in left field. I wish I'm not opposed could. to it. I don't, I'm not opposed to Canyon not seeing the field. I don't care about eating the money. I mean, I just, I don't. It's a defensive liability, and he's either hot or not, and it's not hot enough right now that I'm going to take one of my other two bats out of the lineup <laughs> yeah, and put him in there. Sometimes it happens. Sometimes you have to eat it. I'm not opposed with holding on to him for half the year just to see if he can snap out of it, become a power hitter that he once was. I mean, it's, what, 2020 – he, he he led the league. Now, I know it was a shortened season, but I'm not opposed to it. I just – I know when you hear the manager say he's making the squad, you know that he's making the, – the, the, we're leaving Northport with, with him on the plane, right? It's – my question is, is he still on the Braves' plane – Memorial Day, I th- and I think that's the biggest question. We got to take a super quick break. When we come back, we're going to give you our locks and give you an update on that Georgia Tech game. We'll be back in a flash here on Braves Country and Braves Country HD. Back in ninety, baby, keep it locked in here on the key. Friday, March 17th, St. Patty's Day with Braves Country. The Atlanta Braves are in Fort Myers, Florida to take on the Boston Red Sox. Braves Country Baseball right here on the key, giving you play-by-play, pitch-by-pitch of your Atlanta Braves. That's Friday, March 17th, 1 p.m. Eastern, St. Patty's Day, Braves Country on WQEE. Are you looking for a reliable dental practice that not only cares about your teeth, but is friendly to work with? How about one that offers great deals and new patient promotions? Well, your search is over. Most Valuable Smiles in downtown Eatonton, Georgia is committed to giving you the biggest and brightest smile. Right now, get a $99 new patient special, including x-rays and exam. Maybe you're looking for veneers. Most Valuable Smiles veneer special includes one free veneer with every five purchased. Or get that bright white smile you've always wanted by taking advantage of an exclusive $100 off Zoom whitening treatment when you book today. And don't forget that 2022 is almost over. That means most insurance policies will reset by the new year, and to avoid losing that extra money, you need to use it or lose it. Book an appointment today with Most Valuable Smiles in downtown Eatonton to lock in these exclusive deals. Call 706-623-0318 or visit mostvaluablesmiles.com. Welcome back. Take you to the top of the hour. Brian Snow Show will take over. We go live three to five here every day here on the team. Make sure to get your morning started. Hot cup of coffee. Rhino Radio, 7 to 10 a.m. You get up before then, Sports Map Radio Overnight. Rod Peterson comes your way at noon to two sports beat with Richard Holdridge two to three. 
tomorrow is Thursday. We're going to be really in the thick of the of the tournaments by then. Um, Georgia Tech ended up losing that game. Valiant effort trying to come back, but they just ran out of gas late. And let me see what the actual final score was because it was right there on the on the inner out of covering. Did they cover? Ah! They lost by eight. One point. Ouch. I had Pittsburgh on the money line, but that was part of a parlay. Second part is UNLV, and I can't find that game anywhere. I'm starting to think that wasn't, that's not being televised. (laughs) Or maybe it's on that true TV we were just talking about. channel we don't have got him uh st john's leads butler 72 61 that game's gotten a little closer it's three minutes left i i did hit a parlay earlier today davidson and wake force on the money line um i've got a but i do a i do a bunch of two-team parlays for college basketball especially this time of year but man i've been rolling here recently when you're hot do what I want to give credit to the ACC. I love the way they do their tournament. I like coming out the day earlier, and I hate that the SEC starts a day later and drags it till Sunday. Um, I enjoy the the weekday tournaments of the ACC. You wrapped up, you know what your final is by Friday night, and you can decide whether you want to consume your Saturday or not. Where and. To me, that's enjoyable, and I've all, it's always made a fun work week being able to enjoy the ACC tournament going into March Madness. And Yes, you get that with the SEC, but it's later in the week and only consists of Thursday, Friday, because let's face it, Wednesday night's games normally don't matter this season. Uh, it could be an upset coming out of one of tonight's winners. So a uh, um, little bit different for the SEC tournament this year, but uh, – Kudos to the ACC because uh, the SEC tournament it's it's always finished on Sundays, hasn't it? Yep, and it starts late on Wednesday night with the essential play-in, and then it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday championship on Sunday. That's uh, see Bethune Cookman absolutely smoking Grambling. They're up by twenty-two, so I could throw that parlay in the trash. Uh, took one of those goofy parlays where you put way too many teams on it and just like a little bit of chump change on there just to kind of fill your day and the first team on that on that uh nod was bethune cookman getting 15 and a half and they're not coming anywhere close to that but you know that's how that's how it goes down sometimes um St. John 76-61, Colorado. Ooh, Colorado leads Washington 60-57. Four minutes left in that one. Those are the only games. Oh, I, I did find the UNLV game. I don't think it's on TV uh, or any streaming device. It's 14-7 uh, over Air Force in the first. You know how meaningless your conference tournament game has to be to not be on any anything? It's pretty bad. I don't know if it's on some weird network that ESPN just refuses to to share where it is, but they don't just, I mean, for instance, the St. Joe's game at five o'clock is uh, going to be on USA Network. So they're not opposed to telling you what network it's on. 
about Air Force UNLV. We should have seen if we could have gotten the rights to that. <laughs> Can I get up there the shaky iPhone and just and just broadcast the game? No one else has the rights. It's not like they can stop me. What is what would stop me is I'm not really sure where that conference tournament's being played. UNLV, you would think Vegas would be hosting it, but if it's not on TV, I'm thinking they put that thing in Idaho or something. (laughs) Or it's in Pueblo at the Air Force Academy. (laughs) Or down there close by. I go over the numbers. I don't know that it's morning. quite in Pueblo, but it's right. close. I go over the numbers in the morning to decide who I'm going to pick. I'd never look to see if it's being televised because I learned my lesson on that. Don't care if it's if you can see it. Pick the numbers, right? I'm always disappointed when I go. What? It's not even what? There's nothing. Not PBS. C-SPAN doesn't have this thing on. What's going on? What's your lock of the day? Unfortunately. I'm going to predict an early exit from my Tennessee Volunteers. That's my lot. I think if South Carolina pulls off the wind tonight, they knock them off again. Okay. That that point spread will be uh, probably close to double digits, too. I'm going to take Carolina. Um, should they come through, I may change that, but I, I've got – Tennessee with the early upset. I think they go on the first game. The defense is there, but who's going to score? And Vescovi hasn't shown down the stretch. He's going to step up. The injury news this week really is a setback. So defense doesn't win championships in the NCAA. I don't believe you need some point scores. And uh, this roster, man, they've played some great defense, but it's just offense isn't there. My lock of the day is going to be 9 p.m. Eastern, uh, Pac-12 Network, so good luck trying to find it. But uh, Stanford is a pick today against Utah, and I think Stanford is the better team, even though Utah has the, the better Pac-12 record. Utah plays much better at home, and this game is not at home. The, the game's in Las Vegas, so that tells me right there that that, that other conference tournament, UNLV, is not being played in Vegas, unless it's being played in the parking lot. So that is my lock. What is your walk-off for the day, sir? Tennessee Titans trade them all. <laughs> trade them all. <laughs> just come hey, everybody. Just trade them all. Trade them all, and I'll send you some Duval shirts. <laughs> come over to the dark side. <laughs> just trade them all, man. I'm 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 tired of it. Just trade them all. All right, we, we got to jam out of here. We go live three to five tomorrow. We'll have Joey with us. And uh, Steven and Doug, we're going to be talking some fantasy baseball. Brian Snow's next. Keep it locked in here on The Key. Goodbye, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. We're back tomorrow with another show. Well, unless we're fired, we'll talk to you then. Goodbye, sweetheart. Goodbye. Goodbye. Guys and gals, it's time to go. We'll see you on the next show. Same back time, same back channel. Thanks for listening to Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks on 99.1 FM, 
WQEE, The Key in Noonan, Georgia, and simulcasting on youtube.com forward slash at Braves Country. Braves Country comes your way weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern. Please follow, like, and subscribe today. Armchair Quarterback Radio, your first choice for Southern sports. September, something of the fifth of September. She said a lot that I can't remember. Something of the fifth. Can I get another cigarette, please? Can I get another cigarette, please? Yeah, I know I live to regret it. Just give me another cigarette, please. You're listening to WQEE. 99.1 FM, the key in Noonan, Georgia. Friday, March 17th, St. Patty's Day with Braves Country. The Atlanta Braves are in Fort Myers, Florida to take on the Boston Red Sox. Braves Country baseball right here on the key, giving you play-by-play, pitch-by-pitch of your Atlanta Braves. That's Friday, March 17th, 1 p.m. Eastern, St. Patty's Day, Braves Country on WQEE. 